So before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of my listeners. I want to thank everyone who has listened to an episode of the show, everybody who has shared an episode, who has rated an episode, who has followed us on social media, anybody who has given support to this podcast. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Starting my podcasting journey has not been an easy one and getting it off the ground has been somewhat of a roller coaster, but in spite of it all, you guys have been amazing and I just want to thank you. So let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of In Real Time Podcast. So Today's episode is really amazing and I'm really excited to talk about this because it is just such an amazing topic. So if you talk to me long enough, you are going to know somehow that I believe in God. I'm going to bring up Jesus or the Holy Spirit or I'm going to talk about God. Like somehow it's going to come up in a conversation if you talk to me long enough. And I used to always like feel kind of funny about it. But the reality of it is I don't feel funny about it. And I'm not going to for the simple fact that I just love God so much. And I base my way of thinking around the word of God. I base everything about myself around, you know, Jesus and salvation like that is how I think I am a a Christ thinking person and when I say that I don't say that to be like oh I'm holier than thou I say that to say like that is my moral compass God the word of God is my moral compass and so this past week, I was in a situation where I was talking to someone and we were talking about everything that was going on with the Grammys and, you know, like all the stuff that our world is into, you know, from the pagan worship, the practices, like all this stuff, we were just discussing it. And I had brought up something that had something to do with the conversation. And I, I said something that, you know, this person clearly disagreed with. And when I said it, I was like, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, here we go. And it didn't turn out being a conversation like that, but I could clearly tell this person disagreed, which was okay. But what they were basing their, their, their argument on was completely invalid for the simple fact that it was incorrect according to the scriptures. And so I just thought, you know, it, it triggered another conversation between me and my husband where we were talking about how, you know, as a believer, those type of conversations can be very draining and very exhausting and very hard because the reality of it is, is when you choose to follow Christ, you live in, you know, we live in a fallen world. So we're going to encounter people who don't necessarily believe and even people who don't believe the way that we do. And so having those conversations about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and, you know, just everything that goes with it. People sometimes will want to argue with you. They will want to debate with you and deconstruct everything you know. They will want to, you know, tear down the system of your belief. And if you are not grounded and planted and standing 10 toes down with God in your faith, it can really discourage you and throw you off course. Now, I'm not at that point. There, It was a point where I was like that, but I'm not like that anymore. And so anything people say to me that's like, oh, God ain't this or Jesus ain't that. I'm just like, child, you, you could, hey, I don't want to hear nothing about that. And so I feel like a lot of people don't talk about the fact that as a Christian, as a true believer, when you start to really live your life for Christ, 
it can actually be quite lonely because I feel like there's more people in this world who go out and do the wrong thing or who aren't striving than there are people who are actually striving. And again, it's not to say that most people are bad, but we all know as believers, there are certain things that we just cannot do. And depending on where you are in your faith walk, you may not be able to be around certain crowds of people. And so we were just discussing again, how it can be very hard and you will face different persecutions just because you are a follower of Christ. And so that's what I really want to talk about on today's episode. So it kind of got me to thinking about what I had been reading in the Bible. And lately I've been reading in the um, John, the New Testament, just John, not first or second John, but just John. And it was so cool because reading about how Jesus interacted with the disciples about the miracles he worked about how the disciples interacted with the people after Jesus died was just so amazing. And I, I seen myself facing some of the same things that they did, not on that much of an extreme, you know, level because my life hasn't been endangered like theirs was, but I saw what they were talking about when they were talking about it in the scriptures. And so I'm going to share with you guys a couple of different things that that was revealed to me in the Bible that goes along with how us as believers are treated today and how we can maneuver that and how we can deal with that and what the word says about our situation. So one thing the Bible says is it's clearly not uncommon for us to be treated this way. So when you are treated differently or, you know, you're rejected for Christ's sakes, sake, Think it's not strange. There's a Bible verse that says, think it not strange. Think it not strange of the, of the fiery trials, which is to try you. And I will share all of the scriptures I talk about today in the show notes. So when it says that, I'm like, you know what? Every time somebody treats me different, I'm like, yo, think it not strange. I dread think, think it not strange. And I remember that scripture too, where Jesus was telling the disciples, you know, he said, a servant is not higher than his master. And I mean, look how they treated Jesus. He was the Messiah in flesh standing in front of them and they didn't even know it. So if they treated our savior like that, how are they going to treat us? And it's such a privilege as well to be mistreated for Christ's sake. There is a, um, a story in John where the disciple, I'm sorry, no, this story is actually an Acts, but it's a story where the disciples were flogged and imprisoned. And when they got out of prison, after they flogged them, the high priest said to them, we, look, we just beat you, go on about your business and don't speak about Jesus no more. And Peter was like, watch this. He went on and he went out and he started preaching about Jesus even the more. And he told him, he said, it is a privilege to suffer, to be disgraced because of being, of, of being in relationship with Jesus because of the name of Jesus, they literally rejoiced of suffering. And you can find that story in Acts five through 41. And so it really got me to thinking, it said, I, you know, I said to myself, I, there has been plenty of times, like I said earlier, where I've been lonely or why I felt down because of the way I was treated because of Christ's name and because I was saved and because I was different. But the reality of it is, is, you know, Our life here on earth is a lot shorter 
than eternity is. And I'm, you know, listen, I'm 32 at this. Well, oh my gosh, I'm 31. I want to be 32 so bad, y'all. That's like the third time this week I've said that. But I'm 31, and Lord willing, I got about you know 60 good years left. Okay, if I live to 90, I'm cool. All right. So I got about 60 good years left. And it's just amazing because I want to do everything I can to glorify the name of God in that amount of time. When you look at 60 years, it is not a long time compared to eternity. And so, like I said, I want to do everything I can to glorify God, even if that means that I will suffer or that I will be disgraced along the way because of his name. And so something else I thought that was really funny as I was reading the book of John was how the spirit always bears witness in spite of the persecution that you face. Okay. I'm going to say that again. I learned that the spirit always bears witness of the truth in spite of the persecution that we face. And I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of where I seen this happening in the word. So When Jesus was on the scene, this is before he was crucified. He was going around working miracles. And during that time, Jesus was pretty much not going with the flow. He was coming there to, you know, deconstruct everything that they had known. And Caiaphas, which which was one of the higher priests, he had prophesied and he said, it's better for one man to die for the world than a whole nation to die. And I'm paraphrasing here, but that can be found in John 11 verse 50. And the next verse in that says that Caiaphas wasn't even speaking of his own will. He was speaking from the Holy Spirit and he didn't even realize it. He didn't even realize that he was literally prophesying about what was to come. And I just thought that was so amazing because I'm like, here it is, this man who doesn't even really believe in who Jesus says that he is, is speaking about killing and getting Jesus, you know, taken out off the scene and the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. I just thought that was so amazing. And again, that's in John 11 verse 50. And then once Jesus was uh, on the cross and he was you know, in the process of being crucified, there was a sign above Jesus. And the sign said Jesus uh, or it said King of the Jews. And if you guys hear some paper rustling in the background, it is definitely my Bible. So the sign above Jesus, uh, Jesus's cross said Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And one of the chief priests was hating because that's what they did. They couldn't stand Jesus. And he he hopped up and he's like, he said to Pilate, he said, do not write the king of the Jews, but instead write, he said, I am the king of the Jews. And at the moment I read that it really resonated with my spirit because here it is. He's telling them to not write that Jesus is the king of the Jews, but to write that Jesus said he was the king of the Jews. And he doesn't even realize that that is the exact same thing as putting the king of the Jews. Because if the great I am says anything, then so it is. And so, again, he didn't even realize that he was literally the the spirit was literally bearing witness of the truth through his mouth, even though he didn't necessarily believe. 
And the third thing that I want to share where the spirit of truth bared witness was when Jesus, after he had died or when he was, you know, on the cross, the guards casted lots for his clothing. And so when I read that, I asked myself, I'm like, okay, now let me get this straight. If you don't believe Jesus is who he said he is, and he's just some, you know, crazy criminal or something like that, why would you not only want his clothing, but you would actually gamble for his clothing? What are you going to do with it? I don't know about you, but I have never went anywhere and wanted something that I saw as worthless. I've never done that. And so it's like, again, y'all don't even realize what y'all are doing. Why would you want this man's clothes, clothing? And it said that they cast a lot and that they rolled dice for his clothing. So that means that it probably wasn't enough clothing to go around. And so only certain people were going to get some of his clothes. But why would you want it if he was so worthless to y'all? And so another part of that, what I, as I read, I began to discover was that they didn't even realize that they were fulfilling the prophecy. There was a prophecy spoken in Psalm 22 and 18 that read, it says, they divided my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. So again, these unbelievers are acting prophetically and they don't even realize it because the spirit is moving through them and bearing truth. Y'all, that blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. And so this is just really comforting. And I hope that you guys find comfort in this as well. For when you encounter those moments where you are being rejected or you are being disgraced for the Lord's name's sake, count it all joy because you are truly blessed if you get to suffer with Jesus because of the name of Jesus. And count it all joy because know that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will bear witness of the truth in spite of the persecution, in, in spite of the persecution that you face. So guys, that wraps up today's episode of In Real Time. I hope that you guys took something away from it. I hope that you guys felt as inspired as I did going through and reading this book. And if you guys are having trouble trying to figure out where you should start reading the Bible at, John is a great book. I mean, start there. It was so much information there. It was really awesome. So email me, guys. Reach out to me. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. Rate, share, and like this uh, episode. And until next time.